Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up Podcast Players Championship Wrap. Uh, at the end of this episode, we will have a interview with Kiradek Api Bonrat. Uh, I'll put in the description what minute uh, that interview starts at. If you wanted to skip over all of our bullshit, but um, we're going to wrap up the Rory's win, that. Rory's win at the Players Championship. Uh, somebody wrote in this this week and said we uh, we always just assume that people know who's talking and we need to introduce ourselves on the podcast. So, so that's a fair take. That's a very fair take. This is uh, DJ Pajowski, uh age thirty one, Neptune Beach, Florida. Hello, my name is Tron, and I will be reading the part of Big Randy today. <laughs> Since this is all performance art, anyways. Uh, I'm Solly, and uh, we are. Well, why don't we just let's roll right into it? We got a lot of good vo- uh, listener voicemails, and uh, we're just going to roll right into those. All right, lads. This is. Uh... James and Charlotte, I just wanted to call and check in on that guy the other week that was asking if Rory was dead. I just, I, I want that guy to come on with his tail between his legs and just apologize to everyone, himself, his family, everyone he's let down. All right, cheers. Are we sure that wasn't Rory himself? One, <laughs> wonderful Charlotte accent he <laughs> had. That was. I love that part of the country. That's uh, great. Do we have a, a, a bridge straight into something? Yeah, I mean, let's just roll into the next voicemail, should we? Hey, guys. Jeff from Massachusetts called me in a few weeks ago saying Roy was dead. I was wrong. <laughs> He's very much alive. My apologies to uh, Solly and uh, the guy, the British guy, a few weeks ago who was pretty upset about my proclamation. <laughs> James from England. Egg on my face. Why did he only apologize to you? I think because I was the most adamant that he wasn't dead. It, it takes a big man to apologize. I think that's cool. Are For you sure. going to apologize? Because you called him dead. But, uh... Yeah. Did, did Randy call him dead? No, he said, I went back and listened, because people, I think, are very confusing that uh, we had declared Rory dead, or maybe they, everyone else is also involved we should in say the performance that we, art. We don't condone, you know, anything, any voicemails that appear on this podcast are, are not the property of No Laying Up. They're not, we, we don't, you know, condone those. Retweets do not equal endorsements. Retweets do not equal endorsements. This isn't the sixth sense. Exactly. With, with uh, you know, M. Night Shyamalan. Around the 7.45 minute mark of the Mexico pod, uh... Randy did say, uh, th- this question was introduced by our friend in Massachusetts, and Randy did say if he doesn't win a major this year, he's dead. And now he oh, has. Oh, gosh. You're in quite a, predic- quite a pickle now. Oh, huh? yeah. Are you going to declare it the fifth major? <laughs> no, it's for sure not a major. Uh, no, a good win. I um, can't help but feel, I did declare him the, the Mick Ricky last week, although Ricky has won a players as well. So I, I'm not, we're, we're just going to take a wait and see approach. I think that's all we can do at this point. We're monitoring the situation. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what this so means. You're anymore. saying he's on his deathbed, but but we're it's touch and go. No, I don't know if he's on his deathbed, but uh, it may or may not be terminal. We don't know. We have to run some more tests. Uh, we might, might be seeking a second opinion. You're a moron. <laughs> 
uh, big and rich learner called it the best win of his career. Any thoughts there? He That's, doubled down too. That's stupid. And he said, I know he's won four majors, but considering all he's come back from or something like that. Man, the hyperbole that's come out of the uh, NBC Golf Channel the last couple of weeks has been a lot of remarkable. Yeah, a lot of short term, short term memories. Uh, if if you can't be hyperbolic though, talking about golf, that's, like what that's are we fair. even? You know, what, what fun is it? I feel like yeah. Well, he was standing on the tenth tee at Augusta in what 2010, 2011, four 2011. shots up. Yeah, completely imploded. Icaritoed himself, lit himself on fire, and uh, then he goes and wins the U.S. Open by eight. Rich, basically, his point was, oh, God, all this baggage he's been carrying in. You know, he's just all this baggage, all the it felt like a lot of straw men. You know, you know, I've had a lot of haters coming at me. It's like, well, not, I mean, not really. Yeah. Like you finished you finished top five in four events. or I think, I think everyone knows you're playing really well. That was not a U.S. Open. Oh. I thought you were going to for sure go with, listen, Rich. Listen, listen Rich. Listen. Oh, There's a great yeah, interview. Rich, you know Rich. If you, if you can ever find it, the interview with uh, Jim Thorpe. They and Rich, scrubbed it from the internet. And Rich Lerner talking about the tax evasion is an all-timer. See, listen, you know, Rich. You know Rich. I just... Uh, Rich, I know. made some mistakes. <laughs> I disagree with what you just said, though. I think I feel like people have been getting on him for like top finish... Like, Present company who, included. Like, like trolls on Twitter? Yeah. Like, who no. gives a shit? People on here have been like, can't close no, and like, saying things said, like that. Uh, nobody it's, said, no. Didn't close and can't close I think, are two different I things. I think two weeks ago we said how enthused we were with, like, I, I said personally, I Ricky's hitting wedge shots that we haven't seen him hitting. Rory. Like, or, or sorry, Rory's hitting wedge shots. Sorry. And I'm <laughs> Freudian look, looking slip. at Randy over here. Your boy. <laughs> um, you know, feathery wedge shots, disc control looks better, all of it. But going back to the congressional U.S. Open, that was not a U.S. Open. It was the Quiggin Loans National <laughs> presented by the USGA. <laughs> Okay. Anyways, uh, you can you can check the tape on on some things we've said, and it's it's we've not declared him dead. Well, only... don't do that. No, don't check the tape. <laughs> oh, look no, the it's just, let's just move on. No, I don't know. I mean, I think I would I would hazard a guess to say that we said something to the effect of, "Man, that was a little weird." You would picture him winning those events, uh, but he just kind of didn't hit the shots when he normally hits the shots. However, he's still Rory, and he's still you know. He's still the world-class player, not even a world-class player. He's he's Rory. So, I mean, yeah, of course he can still he can still do that, and he did today. But don't check the tapes. Do not check do, the tapes. But don't check the tapes. Lordy, I, I hope there are tapes. I've been adamant that he's playing the best golf in the world, and uh, I didn't expect him to win the players. Well, how I'm cool not, for you, then, this I'm, must listen, be. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel good. I feel validated. Um, and I feel like <laughs> I Fluffing yourself. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Don't don't injure your shoulder. I, I absolutely will. So... Uh, and here he is. He's come out on the other side. I feel like it's just kind of people have, you know, I've said this last several weeks. Like people, if you don't win, like people automatically start asking questions in this like post Tiger world. And he's he's well, been in the lab. I I think he got crowned a little bit too. I'm gonna say it. Really? I think Rom crowned him. I don't know about that. <laughs> what was the best moment of today? Today was super fun. <laughs> Easily, Rom and yelling at his caddy. <laughs> <laughs> That was the best moment of the day. The shot on Furyk shot into eighteen. That wasn't the best no, moment. Pepperell's putt on seventeen. Vegas's putt. Vegas's like, putt to yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. We just had Eddie on the podcast. We're all kind of you know, we're all jacked up and and rooting for him. Can we? And we'll we'll talk a little bit about Eddie. But he uh, he was even par after Thursday. Came over to the Kill House, did a podcast. It's great. It's going to go up on Tuesday night of this week. And uh, then just played his ass off and almost won the golf tournament today. That was sick. That Very was awesome. cool, Randy. How you feeling? I know you were you were a little you know ah, I don't know if I really like watching golf. A little jebby. That had to be fun. No. Uh, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> 
I was hoping for somebody to just blow up down the street. I mean, Rom was a little bit of a controlled burn, but um, after watching that tournament last year and then this iteration yeah. of it, it was night and day. Yeah, I was my my eyes were bleeding last year. No offense to Webb, who had a good and he had a good it just yeah, defense. He, I think he, he came, made it boring. He, he just sixteen, played too but well. he just played too well. Yeah, I was hoping the conditions would buck their head a little bit. Yeah, more. that's that's fair. On that note, why yeah. don't we uh, let's let's keep moving. Before we do, guys, can we talk about something? Please. Sure. Enlighten me. Ojo sent me a new backpack. Okay. And it is phenomenal. There, I discover new pockets every day. I keep all my books in there, my laptop. It's phenomenal. As a man of letters, it's a very important a very important thing to have is a good, back, a good knapsack. Sure. For sure. Yeah. But I know I couldn't help but notice you use the golf bag. I do. Yeah. You guys I, you guys use the, uh, the Callaway-specific golf bags. Me... Uh, my associates Tron and Neil, I uh, have have switched into the new line of OGO golf bags. I think I'm. I don't speak for my just myself. We were very nervous about switching away from the Hyperlite bags. You guys probably all saw in uh, in Tour Sauce in Scotland. We got a ton of comments about those. Uh, they said, "Hey, there's this new OGO line. Maybe take a look at these." I was like, "Hell no! I'm sticking to the Hyperlites." And I saw the OGO ones. I was like, "Okay, these actually are." pretty they're they're just the same thing with with more functionality they have better straps uh than the than the hyperlights they have more room than the hyperlights they still feel nice and comfy i mean you know we all go out we all walk at jack's beach uh and you can't do that without having some some good straps on the golf bag i've been really proud of us we've we've really dedicated to walking yeah summer's coming we are not going to be walking well speak for speak for yourself we'll see yeah i don't know we'll see ogo.com slash golf for more information on that uh now you can roll now let's keep now let's keep moving hey this is taylor from augusta um i was just calling um watching the final round of the players and just thinking of y'all's thoughts of um moving it from may to march is it great they need to go back keep up the great content and thanks for listening bye i think thank you for listening thank you for listening yes yeah uh Female callers are very much encouraged too. For sure, it's, yeah, we're all very excited to. Hear it's like that. ladies' night; you go right to the front of the line, free drink, <laughs> first time, long time. Yep, both for the show and just in in life in general. Um, this tournament belongs in March. Period. Point blank. For sure. God, what it, like I thought that week was spectacular. This week, I'm with you. I wish I wish it had gotten a little more biblical, a little windier. Uh, it sucks that even when it does get windy, it's not crazy firm. Um, but that, a lot of players were kind of mixed on that. A lot of players are like. This golf course isn't meant to play firm. A lot of them are saying if it's a true test, it's got to be firm. It's, I don't know. I don't know where you guys fall on that on that spectrum. I very much fall in kind of the big Randy camp of like this is entertainment and like I I, I it's all theater. Like this hole is a island green. Like it's it's kind of a joke. <laughs> That's kind of where in, I'm at in too. that regard. Yeah. So it's not like, is this like pure golf? Like no, but this is this is wild. That was wild what we watched. They should lean into the yes theatrics yeah without a doubt and like no like i've every year it's no matter how big the lead is even when webb got to 17 last year it was, oh, it was horribly boring but we at least wanted to see how he handled 17 like nobody has it signed sealed delivered till you're on that green um it belongs like in may the, i've been to it twice in may it's been 95 degrees hot and humid and uh, miserable for fans and for everyone 
uh, I, I kind of I was out there this week and like, why did it ever move? Yeah. I, I know that weather's more unpredictable in this time of year and there were some Monday finishes and whatnot, but Florida in March is infinitely better than Florida in May and it's better for fans. And I'm glad the weather cooperated this year and the takes didn't start popping up of like, well, this is what they get for moving it to March. Like, <laughs> Even it, when it's rainy and windy like this. Oh, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Man. This is the ultimate yeah. to me. You yeah. got the full mix. It's like the evocative of DL3 winning yeah. that one year. and Kind of Craig Perks's year. It was like 50 degrees, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think it belongs this month and it feels like a bigger deal in March too, which I'm totally fine with. Yeah, I wonder why that is. I wonder if that's because we haven't had any majors yet. Without and, a doubt. And it's kind of people are a little starved for that, I would I would assume. It, it definitely kind of dominated. I don't know if it dominated really the headlines coming in. I think a lot of the headlines were kind of, is it a major or not, which is whatever. We can get into that, to that later. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I had nothing but awesome things to say about about the move to March. I thought it was spectacular. I think we thought it was going to be spectacular. It was as good or better than we thought it was going to be. They are who we thought they March were. March is who we thought it was. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I do think they need to grow the rough up a little bit more. I'm, I'm with you there. I'm with you. I don't know, you know, I don't know. I don't want agronomy Twitter to, to change their guns from Randy to me, but, uh, you know, so I don't really know how this works, but watching some of the shots out there and we walked around a fair bit this week and we got to watch Brian Gay, Build an 18-hole round, which is a, one of the great treats of my golf-watching life. Did you guys watch Brian Gay for 18 holes? For like 13 four, or 13, 14? 14 holes, okay. yeah. Uh, he was paired with friend of the podcast, Adam Long. Okay. Uh, so we got to got to watch that. And it was it was a little bit of a bummer to see. And you kind of saw it on 16 today when Rory hit his drive, where he hit his drive. Having played that course a lot of times, no big deal. Uh, the hardest part about it is when you do miss those fairways, like I have just horrible memories of sitting in that four inch Bermuda rough where the ball just like gets spider webbed by this grainy ass rough and you're hacking out and whatever this is the whole width and angles versus rough conversation but when Rory you know bangs it down there and he's got a nine iron into the par five from kind of a you know what looked like a pretty decent almost pseudo kind of fluffy lie from this overwatered overseeded driving mat range looking uh ryegrass it, it doesn't sit great I was a little bit surprised with the way the greens looked, especially earlier in the week. Yeah. They, they, they were kind of sketchy. I mean, yeah, the reports from a lot of the players were like, it might look okay on TV, but they're not great. Like, Especially the collars on the front nine. Like, the fringe was just really, really, I mean, it was dead looking when yeah. we were out there. So, you know, I'm, I'm, not sure, I'm sure there's some growing pains with, with shifting it back. But a transition year, I think some of that stuff is kind of forgivable. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's not like it got better throughout the week, too. Yeah. yeah. And, like, they're, they now will have the course ready to peak in March every year. And this was their tightest time frame, like the, the changeover and whatnot. So I don't know enough about agronomy to, to opine on that greatly. But I think that's kind of in year one. It, it, it definitely didn't affect <laughs> Randy, anything. Randy, you want to weigh in on that? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was very green. Uh, you know, it looked, it did look pretty. <laughs> it looked, there. it looked pretty, it looked pretty cool. I don't know if it's like a bit as people have said, we've had a bit of Stockholm syndrome, which talking about the theme music, which we're going to get to, but, uh, I had a blast out there. I thought it was a yeah. wonderful tournament. Yeah, I think the viewing, the viewing angles are tremendous. And like, as kind of as it, it, it does get forced down your throat. We were kind of bitter about the week before it even started, but going out there, I walked around all day, Friday, Saturday, I had a blast. Can we go awesome. back to the tapes? We've said this the last two years. I know yeah. it's a great it's tournament a great to watch. It's a, it's a, it's an exceptional product. Uh, I think its only downfall is really the fact that they can't just let it be the players. Yeah, and they, you know, every and even you can tell with NBC, even every chance Tariko got yesterday and today, 
talking about the significance of the tournament. This, you know, the the uh, the field. It's it's like they just have this inferiority complex that's that supersedes everything else. Just let it be itself. With that said, let's go to the next voicemail, should we? Hey guys, Bill from Minneapolis. Could this have gone any better for the All Caps gang over at the PGA Tour? Immense amount of hype leading into this tournament, the fifth major, one might say. You know, what are your thoughts? Are we are we gonna add this to the rota? I mean, come on, it it was exciting. Uh, so I kind of Billy Horschel tweeted something about this earlier in the week. Like the tour has never pushed this on the players to like promote it as a major, but. Walking, I don't know what what gate you guys entered at, but if you walk in the Davis Love VIP entrance or whatever it is, and VIP just means like you just walk right in. It's for everybody, <laughs> for the record. Uh, they play like sound bites from players and from broadcasts, like su- not even subliminally, like just like blasting it in your ear, like yeah, I mean this is like a major. I prepare for it like a major, and like carefully curated clips that you hear on your way into hear the tournament of like, oh yeah, this is a really big deal. Straight propaganda. Yeah, it's what it felt like a lot. Um, I mean, this is kind of a point of discussion on the Eddie podcast that's coming this week, though, is I think kind of where the root of the identity crisis might be in that the players used to be a much bigger deal than a lot of PGA Tour events. But like the floor on PGA Tour events has risen so much and like every event, there's huge money. Yeah. Now it's like, well, what is the players then? It's a bigger deal than those tournaments, but it's not as big of it's not as big of a difference as it maybe used to be so is it a major i think i think is that fair are to you, say like that's where the root is are you yeah i think so yeah. I, I think it's more it's more ceiling than floor i mean the floor right. of like the valero texas we're not talking about, like i mean the sanderson farms and the players are but still... that's like a second tier event but like a regular but even that stuff has been elevated to the point where it's like no it's part of the wraparound season these are all pga tour events these are all important and then it's almost like you're you're constantly like trying to stay ahead you know, keeping everybody happy where it's, it's everything's in the wraparound season, but now Memorial and Arnold Palmer, like now, well, you guys are different. You're, you're on another level. This is Mr. Palmer and Mr. Nicholas. And then, well, Tiger's event. Well now, okay. Well now also you're on another level, but also the WGC is also you're on another level. And also, of course the playoff events, of course you're on another level, but the players, I mean, that's entirely on another level. <laughs> late, sta- it, late stage capitalism. It's, it's, are yeah, you guys it's, surprised that they haven't upped the purse even more? I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty no, but I mean, it's like, pretty egregious. Like what? It, no, but make it so outrageous that that you're talking FedEx Cup money. Like you get five million dollars for winning just this one event. Like yeah, and basically, I know they have everybody in the field already, but just make it so outrageous that you know you're kind of. It's like the it it it's like the new money major. It's the <laughs> it's the new money masters kind of thing. You know? Well, that's kind of you and I were talking about it a lot while we were just walking around, and I think that. Yeah, I'd be all in on like just leaning into it sounds like we're being pejorative or, or backhanded when you say, you know, lean into the absurdity of it. And I don't mean that in even like in, in a bad way. I just mean, look at the fucking golf course. Like you said, like you have an island green, like just lean into it is so different than anything else. Just lean into make it an absolute spectacle. And and I think that everybody that goes to the tournament would love that. I think the you know, the purists would hate it, but I think they already clap back at almost everything that the tournament announces anyway. So it's like, I don't know. I think just absolutely make it its own thing. And I think that's our, our one beef is, you know, just stop trying to make it something else. We're walking around and you see the new, you know, the whole redesigned driveway and it's, you can tell exactly which golf course in Augusta, Georgia, uh, they got the idea to, to open up all of that and to, to change all of that stuff. You're walking around and the chairman, 
the chairman sign, all the past chairman is called the honorable company of past chairman. I'm like, God, I wonder where you got that idea. And the trophy changes and like, it's like, dude, just stick, just stick with one thing and just keep making it its own thing. The you old walk, trophy was sick. The old trophy was sick. You walk in the, the merch tent and there's 15 different logos. I'm like, dude, just, just keep it the same. Just, just, it takes a long time. You can't just keep throwing money and make it feel traditional. Like it takes a long time for those things to set in. So just stop changing them. The new, uh, the new players music. I don't know if there's a voicemail on it. There is. Okay. So I'll leave that. But on the flip side, the, the the new trophy, just seeing it in person, it's God awful. (laughs) But it kind of looked like Jim Furyk was what I was kind of going for. And I was like, oh, my God, this might be the, the, the answer might have been right there for us the whole time. How big is it? It's too big. The Huge. stand well, is give me it's like scale Stanley. it to something. Give me. I a, mean, it was on a stand. I don't know if the stand is all part of it. I didn't watch the trophy presentation it, or anything, it, but the, yeah. it was like three feet tall. Like like a two three liter more. bottle of Coke or something. It's like, like a mini tall? Stanley Cup. Or, it's like a, it looks like a mini Stanley Cup with with what you saw on the top with like a, with, with a, with like a liter, kids sports trophy. On. Yeah, like if you took uh, if if one of those trophies from you know. I remember like Hirschbein trophies in Sycamore, Illinois, uh, where everybody gets like the little league trophies. Shout out to those guys. Shout, shout out. Uh, if one of those trophies got gigantism, like that's what it, that's what it looks like. And then are they going to like the plastic where you have like the seam, the seam up the side, you know, and it's like a molded plastic trophy. That's I don't know. Are it's, they going to the keep, crystal one? I thought was awesome. Are they going to keep morphing it every year? That's to, what I to don't incorporate yeah, to incorporate new faces. <laughs> that would be sick. That's that would probably be sick. the best thing they could do. <laughs> Which otherwise, yeah, then it's like, okay, well, why'd you pick this arbitrary point where it's like the first, what is it, how's it, what's it been like, 37 or 38? 38. Yeah. Which was Neil's football number. Maybe that's why they did it. Then 20 years from now, it's like, yeah, this is, this is based on the first 38 and only 38 champions, Rory McIlroy. You won't notice his, his face in here at all. That might be the burning question coming out of this week. Or, or on the first thirty-eight, if guys won the tournament more than once, do they get do they get double twice as much influence? Shout out to Steve Elkington. It's uh, like dominant genes. Yeah, that's <laughs> listen. All these are great, fantastic questions. I mean, I think after I'm, def- I mean, we knew this going into it, but like definitively, this is not a major. Like, it, no, guys are. But we recorded is... more podcasts this week with players than we have in any week ever, which would never happen in a major. Like, there's photo shoots going on with sponsors and stuff. Like, the players are attending on Monday, Tuesday. Like, this is not. A, it's just not. Like, it's guy, fine. Guys got MDF. Yeah, it's not a major. Like it's fine. Let's let's we can move on. From I think that. the only thing that would make like uh, people asking this question is the only reason that this yeah. keeps coming up. So like, that's why no, I didn't even want to. Address like, is it? this a major? Like, no, well, no. no. There's four Who majors. Who gives I, a shit? I, am I yeah. being crazy? Like, no. There's four majors. If it, if things started over right now and everything said, okay, we want to make we have this tournament. You know, this this whole entire schedule. We want to pick four tournaments to be our majors. I'd be like, yeah, you should pick the players. It's really good. But that's not how it works. <laughs> I think majors like time is just a social construct. Exactly. And so you can choose to anything can be a major in your heart. Like <laughs> well, who cares? As it stands now, like three of the four majors are already in the US. If we added another one, would it be in the US? Like does that make the that's most a good sense? Point. Like how, you're riding for the CJ Cup? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like the one in Asia or Australia would make more sense than adding another one in the US. I, I just don't it's such an answer to a question that nobody's asking. Right. Like why and then, like, and then, no. I, why and then would there be another major? We're, everybody yeah. always asks about, uh, like, why, who, who is talking about this? Why is this a thing? And needless to say, 
everybody's talking about right. it. Yeah, just stop. It's not a thing. I think it, I think it's almost it's almost a derivative. I think everybody's talking about everybody's talking exactly. about it. Yeah. But I don't think anybody's actually talking about it anymore. <laughs> the commentary to comment on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, what was the comment that uh, we had heard that had come out of the uh, out of Pontevedra which was uh the fifth major is still being played in May? Oh, brutal. Yeah. yeah. I was like, "Oh, cool. Cool dig, guys." But um, I mean, the PGA does stink, but that's another yeah, that's, that's a, another issue. That's a different take. <laughs> Um, you want to roll into the next caller? Next caller. Gentlemen, Stephen Schuster II calling from the C-suite. Just wondering, uh, you know, we've talked about getting some more partnerships in the works. Um, just wondering where we're at on that. want to see you guys start wetting your beaks a little bit more, generating a little bit more cash flow the organization. So give me an update. Thanks. Very cool to have someone from the C-suite calling in like that. The call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of majors, uh, you know, I think we can we can shed some light on Stephen's question on on you know potential new partners. Uh, we want to. We're going to be doing some stuff with Pinehurst Resort this year. Saul, you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, I, I think I've been on the record saying that Pinehurst Two is my favorite golf golf course that i've played in the united states they've had majors there right? they have had majors there uh and they have made a lot of changes they've kind of i think a lot of people get uh drawn to the very new places and they're exciting and they're fun to play and kind of can tend to forget about some of the classic places and Pinehurst has done so much over the last decade even you know with the renovation of number two and now adding number four and adding the thistle putting course and adding the cradle the par three course that uh i think there's a lot of fun fun things we can do there and we're going to do there with them. So uh, we're bringing Pinehurst on board as an official partner. Yeah, so. we are very excited. Uh, we're going to be doing an event there later this year. Much more to come on that. Um, but I think in in where we're kind of starting now is like we get questions all the time from people about where they should plan their golf trip for this year. You know, it's kind of I've got X amount of dollars to go do one big trip. Where should I go? It's early in the year. The you know possibilities are endless. And Pinehurst is one that we talk about anyways. So I think that's one that we wanted to, uh, it's very easy to bring on as a partner. So Pinehurst.com, they have all kinds of offers, packages. Uh, check it out. Sally mentioned a million different things that they've already done. But yeah, the number four course just was redone by Gil Hans. The number two course basically kind of shifted how golf course architecture works in the United States over the last, you know, 10 years, 15 years. Uh, and yeah, I, I'm excited to get back. The brewery, we need to the, brewery. the brewery. There's so. there's a bunch of shit. Really cool to see you guys working with them. Uh, I'll re- I'll report back to Stephen. Okay. And, yeah. You know that guy just sounded like a bright guy. Yeah. yeah. We got a lot of good ideas there. So uh, we'll consider our beaks wet and let's get to the next caller. Hey, this is Sean from Nebraska. <laughs> Self-loathing Sean. It is is Jim Furyk cool? <laughs> <laughs> I'll Gosh. say definitive. I think he, Jim Furyk is cool. I, think, I legitimately think so. I, I mean, we see him at Sun Deli all the time. Yeah, which so makes him cool. He's inherently cool. Yeah, he's dining at Sun Deli. I think he gets the Babs special. I talked to him about it one time. I know we got a lot of new listeners since this went <laughs> up, and it's not on yeah. our iTunes feed anymore because our host sucks. More on that to come. But um, go listen to our podcast episode with him from November of 2017. Like, I honestly, It's on the website, right? Yeah, People it's on the website, knowingup.com, the podcast tab. Go on there. Uh, go listen to that. Like, it was an awesome interview. He had told funny stories. He was like a great hang. He had no idea who we were and just kind of sat down and told stories for an hour. And uh, if you didn't see that sauce moment coming up the 18th today, then yeah, I can say definitively. I was cool. I, I was disappointed cool. with the the fact that he, uh, Saturday he didn't like he should have gone for that shot. If he falls in the water, he falls in the water. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> but if he pulls off the shot, like a he saved himself a stroke, which turned out turned to be, out to be very yeah. very. <laughs> you know, valuable and B 
Uh, he's what ten minutes from a shower. I dear, I love Jim Furyk. It's taken me. I think it's taken me. Uh, maybe this is what the caller is alluding to. It's taken me a long time to admit that he's he's very much a dad. Uh, he's he's a golf dad. Uh, but he's dude. He he hits big shots and big moments. We kind of. I think we all got a bad taste left in our mouth by, you know, whatever it was four or five years ago when he was kind of in some big moments and, and tended to get a little, little yippy down the stretch. 2012 uh, Ryder Cup really hurt us too. But his 58 was, he shot 58 and 59. That's very cool. <laughs> the 59 uh, was sick. It was too. amazing. That's, that's quite a club. Yeah. I happened to be there on that day uh, at Conway Farms when he shot 59 and uh, just watched like pretty much every shot on the back nine. And dude, he's just, he's like a, he's just a bulldog. I don't know. And, and you sit in the press room. I know this sounds cliche too, but all these guys give such boring answers and everybody complains about this all the time. And Furyk never, ever, ever does that. Every time, whatever the question is, he legitimately, to the point where he'll stop and like, and he did this to me when I first was out there, he would like look at my credential, ask who you are, like, what are you reporting this for? Because he's like, okay, I know that I'm going to say some stuff. I'm not going to, you know, be cagey and I'm not going to try to hold stuff back. So like, I hopefully this is a person that is trustworthy. That's not going to make me look like an ass. And he just, yeah, he says what's on his mind, and it's awesome to see, awesome to see him up there. It was cool, like much like the VJ thing uh, a couple weeks ago at the Honda. Would have been, would have been cool to see both of them get it done. But say la vie. He's a pros pro. He's the ultimate pros pro. Comfortable in his own skin, and like nobody grows up like wanting to be like Jim Furyk. Like, <laughs> he's like Billy Joel. He, yeah, he's like Philip Rivers. Yeah, yeah. That's well, ugly. Oh, yeah. Can you be cool though if nobody grows up wanting to be? You? Well, that's like, the that's the Billy Joel conundrum. It's like nobody, you know, he's he's like by all intents and purposes, he's a rock star. But like nobody, nobody thinks he's yeah, nobody thinks he's cool or like grew up, you know, idolizing him. Do you remember the shirts? From a few years back, with the, mm. the button down. The Exelon. Oh, with the Exelon yeah. on the front. He did say that on the podcast. The big, the shirts he regretted the most were the button-up short sleeve shirts he used to wear. So, um, But like talking about somebody that just owns their swing, yeah, too. Yeah. I and mean, the shot he hit on 17. I know he didn't make the putt on 17. Like That was extra ballsy as well. Yeah. Fluff had it. First of all, the podcast like big moment here for Fluff. Like As he was getting the yardage in the wind right, I'm like, okay, it's also pretty big for the guy that's got to hit the Fluff, shot. But. Fluff's got a five-year plan. I just want to say, um, it was it was not only was that a risky shot, it inspired me to make a very risky Google search as I went for a, an old balls uh, <laughs> GIF of some kind. Um, That's which, what it is, Big Daddy. Yeah, Sid's got a five year plan. <laughs> what is it? Uh, so I uh, I went I went for that and uh, only saw a few things that I was not supposed to see. So how about don't do how that. about Fluff being born in 1948? And uh, <laughs> it's incredible. Probably the only caddy out there that was born in the 40s. Today. I legitimately don't know how he he does what he does. You know, not only for an entire week, but for an entire golf season, especially in the summer heat. That's amazing. That's amazing. Six-figure check probably, or close to that for him, as Furyk made over a million dollars for finishing. Got made a million dollars. It's pretty nuts. All right, next question. What's up, fellas? This is Nate up in uh, Michigan. Nate the Great. see some spring. But uh, I want to call up Randy, and I demand a public apology for the McRickey comparison that he made the other day absolute garbage um and yeah we need to hear an apology from you on the pod thanks, thanks nate. keep doing what you're doing really appreciate you looking out for the democracy in the world nate thanks for calling in nate randy you got anything to say I, well i think we kind of touched on it in the beginning of the pod um, i don't think we kind of want to touch on it we want to touch on it it's a public yeah. apology that he's demanding you can refute that if you like but you'd be is, scum, you'd be a scumbag is rory not 
definitively not like Ricky. Is that is that what I'm being asked to refute? Well, I don't. Th- I think you're being a little coy. That you know, do they have some similarities? Certainly, yes. Are they the same player? Absolutely not. Does Rory have four majors? <laughs> yes, for sure. No, they're different eras. You guys, you guys bastardize everything. <laughs> different like you eras. Yeah, that was the tweet. We have moved on from the McRib era. <laughs> oh, now we're in the it McRicky the, era. It was the goat. It was the goat era, and then the McRib era, and then now we're in the McRicky era. Well, so did a new era start today? Potential. That's what we're monitoring. We have to monitor the situation. <laughs> I mean, Ricky is one of players, so so you could make an argument that the McRicky era is like this proved even more that we're in the McRicky era. It might be all in on the McRicky yeah. era. Next, next topic. This is so <laughs> stupid. Okay, hey, boys. Andrew and Philly. I was really in the mood to uh, agree with anti-whistling guy all week. Wanted to hate the player's theme music as it was just absolutely forced on us. But God damn it, if I wasn't whistling the damn theme music on Saturday afternoon. Just couldn't help myself. All right. Don't leave you guys with that. Crack on. There were. I'm just going to roll right into the next one because there were a lot of people that actually called in about the music. And he went on like that for some time. Uh, it's fire. It's heat. It's real. It's yeah. It's good. I. It's a banger. I agree. We I think we made fun of it. We now I look back. It was a brilliant rollout. It made us recognize the theme song, and every time it came on, I just started dancing. I it was it. good. It was good. They kind of leaned into the self seriousness a little bit. They did. Yeah. Which it, well, so the only issue with it. Uh, in the in the full version that you saw in the video that they tweeted out was then after this part that everybody loves then they go into this like weird trap trap beat which was never on the telecast and that part was the only part i was like ah would they get like a focus group to design the music it's but that, the live under part remix but that <laughs> uh but that never that never showed up on the telecast and what was on the telecast was fantastic i, I like it it's gonna be I, I hate to say it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a classic i think people are gonna recognize it it, it I mean, might be my ringtone i'm serious i just started shimmying my shoulders every time i heard it and on top of that the graphics package is fire as well. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah. Whatever their blue color that they use, and I know we make fun of graphics all the time. Like that's how you do it. Like that is. I'm I'm retired. I'm retired from uh, broadcast takes, of course. But I pose the question to the group: Do you guys like more commercials or less commercials? It depends on the situation. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to get back to you on that one. Don't you get tired of the same commercials though? Well, that's a good question. Would you rather have less commercials but the same commercials? Which is yes. I'm kind of used to that because I watch it a lot of it on Apple TV and it's. They go to their own their own set of commercials, and there's only three of them every week, anyways. Uh, but I'd rather I like you just. I mean, this is like the secret of TV, isn't it? Like you just tune out of the commercials, anyway. So, well, it was interesting. Even on the like, I was listening on the radio a lot this, you know, earlier this afternoon, and then late yesterday afternoon. It's obvious that 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 Randy hates books because you know Justin Rose is partnered with oh with Morgan, Morgan Stanley. Stanley. Yeah, equal yeah. up, Randy. Yeah. Yeah, the book trust. I mean, it was noticeable, right? And especially, like, imagine if it wasn't limited commercial interruption this today yeah. with the amount oh of action God. they got. It would have been impossible. Like, they were doing all they could to press the buttons to get to their action. They had to show a lot, a lot of shots on tape delay. Obviously, there was just so much going on. Again, there's no issue with showing shots on tape delay if it means that you're going to show the shot yeah. and you're, you're going to let stuff. Like, like the Sergio thing yesterday. Was it Sergio yesterday? No, no, Poulter yesterday. Oh, on four. On four. Yeah. When he hit it in the water, and then they showed the whole thing play out, and that was cool to watch, you know. And, and I, I feel like they, in the past, or other networks, would have cut away from that, and then from there, you yeah. know, 
they would have lost the flow. And then if you have to show something tape delayed to get back on on rhythm, you do that. And they, they crushed the run thing. I know we kind of touched on it at the top, but like they're having a conversation in the bunker left of 11. And like the wind, he's got to hook it around a tree from the left bunker and the wind is blowing hard left to right. And like Adam Hayes, his caddy steps in like, I don't like this at all. If we lay this up to like right here, you have a flat lie. And Rom says, I'd be uncomfortable with that or something. It's like, that's a bad angle. It's like, dude, you're trying to hook it out of the bunker around a tree over water with left to right wind. And as soon as he hits the ball, he just F-bombs and was like, I felt fucking perfect before you said that or something like that. It I, was perfect. Rom's a socio. I do want to hear the full Rom breakdown of that moment if he's asked about it afterwards, because this goes back to the TV people being the keepers of the take. Uh, and as far as what we saw on TV, that's how it played out. So I wonder if there was more conversation before that or mm-hmm. more something else going on. But as we saw it, that was sick. That was brilliant. Listening on the radio, there was a lot of ROM chatter picked up by their mics, too. And the radio is always better for that. A lot of, yeah. a lot of. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm you know I'm sorry for the language you may have heard. <laughs> well, these mics, that's these Randy's mics thing. are very hot. They never apologize. I'm going to be writing a an FCC complaint. <laughs> that's a good call. Yeah, there's no apology. They stand by it. How many times is is this like the Sunday column going to emerge with Rom in contention of like, yep. Here he goes. He's really mature. He's had temper issues in the past, but he's over them. And he, he's going to continue to do this. Like, it's part of who he is. Well, I'm not, I'm not just saying this because they're both Spanish, but this has uh, kind of been the Sergio playbook for 20 years. So Who's he working Sergio's with? way different now. He's, yeah. he's, way, he's calmed way down. He's a family man. Well, I know he destroyed five greens, but now he's a, he's a class act. He's with the troops. Uh, here he is with a, doing some fan proposal thing. Who is Rom working with? I don't know. On like his, to get better? Yeah, on his on his mental know, that's game. That's a great question. They've, Phil Tolls. Is that real? Yeah. That's you can the look guy him from up. Metallica talking. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh god. We got to announce. We I've, we'll we'll uh, have posted this on Twitter, but quick shout for the trap draw. If you haven't watched the uh, Metallica some kind of monster documentary, I know this is a very very uh, unique segue, but. We did a whole trap draw episode about uh, about that. So if you if you want to watch that and then listen to the uh, the podcast, you're you're more welcome to. If you don't want to do that, you're you're welcome to do that as well. So uh, shout out to Phil Tolls. Uh, let's go to the ne- <laughs> let's go to the next next question. Hi, this is Ben from Boise. I'm in a debate with my buddies that I need to appeal here to the Supreme Court of Tour Sauce. Kevin Nas walked in putt on 17 yesterday. Was that? a confident move of sauciness or a nervy reflex to a touchy downhill putt. Thanks. I'm going to hang up and listen. What do we think? I'm abstaining from any Kevin Nod, from giving <laughs> Kevin Nod any more attention than, he, than he's crying out for. That's very, that's very big of you. Randy? <laughs> I think it was cool. I know. Well, that's not the question. Well, I don't think it was a nervy reaction because you wouldn't, if you thought you missed it, you wouldn't bend down to pick it up. So. Yeah, that's, that's kind of yeah, where I'm at. I, I thought it was nervy at first, just the way he reacted. But then I was like, well, yeah, even if he missed, he, yeah, he wasn't going to scoop it, which would have been sick if he did scoop which it. Which would have been DQ'd or whatever. Sh- for sure. Yeah. I love the idea here of bringing into question walking in putts because a lot of pros will play it off like they mean to walk it in and they definitely didn't. Yeah, but they will just act it, play it off. This was not one of them. Like he, the 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 casual walk after you thinking you miss it is like you come up out of your stance. You don't like bend towards the hole to pick it up. This is a, this one is 
case shut. He was definitely that was a saucy sure. ass move. How about uh, the cat? I mean, how, how about pre- the cat yucking it up with his boy Kevin Na? I bet he'd been trying to. I bet he'd been premeditating that the entire entire week. Kevin Na. <laughs> I get. <laughs> we saw them. They were. We watched the. Uh, as you guys know, me and Tron are huge process guys. So what a thrill it was Saturday morning to be able to uh, go out to the course and watch guys just watch their entire warm up process. So we watched the cat, watched him hit balls, watched him chip, watched him putt, and he's yucking it up there with Kevin Na. The, the whole thing started very early. There was a very comfy pairing. Well, I was really, really impressed with Eddie Pepperell's uh, putting routine. Yeah, the amount of teas. Well, let's talk about Eddie Pepperell, and, should we? Well, back to back to uh, the, More the Kevin tiger, Na? the Na Tiger <laughs> moment. Uh, I uh, the, seeing that kind of go into this viral world of Twitter was hilarious. We got a lot of absolutely hilarious replies. My favorite being because uh, Paul Azinger jumped in and said something not intelligent about like, oh, they even have the same teeth as they were laughing. <laughs> and somebody said, I missed that. Let's not violate Azinger's honeymoon period. Dude, right? dude said they got the same teeth, exclamation point. I'm dead ass fam. Hashtag free Bobby Smurda. <laughs> that was my favorite tweet. <laughs> that, yeah. Listen, the, the golf's a global game. I, I, I mean, every, anytime Cat does anything even remotely human, he gets I know. It's, lauded it's, for it. It was a little crowned a little bit. I mean, it was funny. Like, yeah, it was fine. Every time I watched it, I, like, I laughed and smiled. I'm like, oh, this is big. It, it went into this whole, like, this is what golf needs. And like, <laughs> like, no, dude. It was like a funny moment between two people. It wasn't even that funny. Tiger clearly thought it was way funnier than it was, uh, which helped kind of play into it, everyone laughing a lot. It was live under par personified. It was. It definitely, it's going to be in commercials for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Hey, this is Matt calling from Who Gives a Shit Where I Live, USA. Uh, Unnecessary. We need more villains in golf. Besides Patrick Reed, I find myself not really rooting against anybody. If you guys could pick one person to turn heel and go bad so that we could root against them, who would it be? Thanks a lot. Love the content. Adios. Randy, you got this is your block. You you got to take this one first. Yeah, I think Matt, here's my advice. I just pick any pick who you want. Don't you know, it doesn't matter. Don't they, let the facts get in the way. Yeah, they don't actually have to do anything. <laughs> Just create create a reason in your own mind and then start writing for it. <laughs> I think that's I think that's smart. Kind of like Randy's done with Ricky. Exactly. Well, no, Ricky is a disgrace, but <laughs> besides that. Well, I feel like the easy answers are like Bubba and Poulter, like the fans that the people that, you know, fans have already taken upon them to root against who actively. actually doesn't like Poulter anymore though but like the casual american fan does not like Poulter at all like without a doubt like he got hurt he gets harassed everywhere he goes in the states he posted an instagram today about getting blown up out, out on the course and how his kids had to listen to him get screamed at all day which is hate to see it which is tough yeah, yeah it's not we don't want to encourage no. that kind of behavior no i mean i you know i'm gonna throw you know i'll throw jason day out there as a as a candidate uh there's there's plenty of guys not to like uh, yeah, I I've, I want to hear you guys name your name number names. one heel. Yeah, each of you. Well, I think Rom is is quickly he's he, he's almost like the I know you guys don't like Star Wars, but he's almost the uh, he's like Anakin Skywalker predisposed to be bad. I think no he's, clue what you're talking about. I, yeah, well, yeah, that's why I, that's why I prefaced it with that. He's uh, he's got all the pieces in place. Everyone everyone I think loved him. He comes out, he wins at Tory Pines, makes that big eagle putt. He's you know he he looks like he could kind of. Uh, save save the galaxy almost and then uh now you start to see things like today where he's blown up his caddy that's all it takes is like we saw it with we saw it with really with bubba like one 
hole, the mics pick up the wrong thing. They pick up, you know, you blowing up your caddy, which who knows if he was even blowing him up or if that's just how they talk or whatever. And it just becomes legend and lore. And they're like, God, Bubba's such an asshole, man. I heard him that one time on that one hole at Travelers. That guy's an asshole. And it just becomes so black and white, good versus evil. Rom is the prime candidate to slip up and do something that's like, unforgivable i think and and people are going to start riding against him hold, hold on mr politician i i need you to answer the question <laughs> well i think is no, it no, no. john rom for you it's john rom yeah yeah for okay. sure like i thought we were you guys are not innocent here either everybody's riding for for rom to hit it in the water on 17 just to see what he's going to do because it's fun to watch it's fun to do bad shit you know well it's no and it's, inter- it's fun to do hood rat things and my whole point is it's entertaining for sure right? yeah, Vol- yeah. volatile people is is great i'm gonna throw my feet to the fire there i'm gonna i'm gonna offer up another few guys here uh keegan that's yeah, that'd be gonna fun. be mine that'd be fun that's gonna be mine. justin rose but even I, though he's like the he's, he's a class he's act. maybe too much of a class that's act. disgusting are you against the eagle up initiative <laughs> Putting well, books in the hands of young children, uh, I would say J.J. Henry. <laughs> oh, I want to I want to separate this out because like we uh, this is like this again is coming from a place of like not because we we hear some things about guys we know some of these guys and we just kind of get the wrong. This is like completely different from that. This is kind of like I don't really have a great reason to, but I just don't really like exactly. you. And uh, Keegan was the first name that came to mind for me, I think. But. Um, yeah, I mean, we've definitely heard some things about players that I could name that that are stories that you don't want to put on the record of like, yeah, that's why I absolutely despise that guy. Uh, but separating that out is kind of like, you know what? I just don't root for that guy. Like, I find myself like for for when I was before we started doing this, when I was just a golf fan, like I just didn't want to root for Webb Simpson. Couldn't be a nicer guy. No real reason yeah, to has like that him. Changed, but just his swing is really ugly. I mean, I've heard some actually like really good stories about Webb that actually make me root for him. But I don't like root root hard for him. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's a weird Walker space. Texas backstopper. Can, can you root for a guy and also want them to play bad golf? It's kind of a philosophical question. Hmm. No, I don't think so. No, no, that's no how would that work? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think Webb would be like that that category where it's like, ah, I just I don't like seeing you play well, but I know you're like a great guy. I don't know. Well, we'll think about it. Oh, well, on that same topic, I would like I like seeing Mickelson do well, but I also like seeing when Mickelson's in the hunt. I also like seeing him absolutely light himself on fire. Yeah, you also like seeing him do bad stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but why is this golf fans seem to do this with like? It seemed to really care if somebody's a good guy. Like, do we do this in other sports? Of, like, yeah, football? for yeah. sure. Like, they hear you either hear a story about a guy. Like, oh, I heard that guy. He was a dick. He, my cousin's, uh, you know, was six years old, and he, she asked him for a ball, and he didn't give it to her. Like, that guy's a dick. Yeah, it's I mean, like, Randy's what? a big Antonio Brown guy. Is that right? Loves Antonio what? Brown. Tyreek Hill. Thing is putting everything on me. You, you, you're abusing the concept, Tron. You, you need to <laughs> dial it back a little bit. I think the. F- floor for guys is way higher in golf because you just never see like a truly truly bad person you're never gonna you're never going to for the most part hopefully you're never gonna see in golf like the shit you see in the nfl with oh this guy's out for he just he beat up his girlfriend so he's yeah i guess he's gotta miss four games allegedly alleged well some of them have been confirmed (laughs) uh you know what i mean like the the golf stuff is just i i think when 
when you do get the like, oh yeah, he didn't sign an autograph. It's just so much easier to be a dick in golf because it's the the scales slid so much. Well, and you're so much closer to the action. That's like, true. Like the yeah. players walk between a bunch of players or fans, and you could reach out and touch them. And like there is the interaction is very personal. Like when Tom Brady runs into the tunnel and you yell things at him, and he doesn't acknowledge you. Like nobody thinks anything of it. But like in golf. The players are expected to acknowledge all the fans, and bad things happen in the NBA when players. Yes, yeah. it's true. Yeah. Shout out to Ron Artest. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a weird, weird dynamic. But I feel like people will just take the smallest. Oh, in 2011, blah blah blah. And I hate this guy because it was like, all right. Well, that's like, what Ra- that's what Randy does. But yeah, but even I'd... some of that stuff's made up, right? <laughs> I mean, who in the, like it doesn't matter. Nothing, nothing matters. <laughs> like who cares? <laughs> all right, one more question. What's up, fellas? It's Joe from Ogden, Utah. Um, just a quick question, really. Is Jordan Spieth the forgotten man? Eesh. Well, take it easy, boys. Tron? I'm going to say vehemently no. Uh, I think he's in the lab. I think he's he's you know kind of re-entering the world of golf after his honeymoon marriage phase here. And, and I think... Uh, you know, is he dealing with some some shit? Yeah, absolutely. But I, I have full confidence in, in Jordan to emerge on the other side of this. Well, I, I think it would be, it kind of depends on your definition of the forgotten man. Like, is he, is he the forgotten man for sure? I think so. I mean, you were losing your mind earlier because looking up his, his world ranking. Yeah, he dropped to number 30 in the world. He's, he is the forgotten man, but he's not the forgotten man, like, you know, in the way that in the way that we've seen people become the forgotten man in the past, I, I still think he's he's at the top of my list for Augusta. He's still, you know what I mean. But well, that was going to be my question, Solid. But he you, is the forgotten man. Do you it, still feel comfortable with? No, but I'm locked into the pick. So I, yeah, like I'm I'm not changing. Change, as soon as I change the pick, he'll win. He'll win the fucking Masters. Yeah, we know that's going to happen. But DJ, to your point, it's kind of like the different stages of grieving. For sure. Where I think you know we're still a little upset. We're concerned about Jordan. But we haven't accepted that he is the forgotten man. Like when apathy sets in, that's yeah. when he's truly the forgotten man. That's well said. I think the for, to be the forgotten man, we have to like stop noticing when you play poorly, and like people are still seeing the scores that's, and like seeing the struggles. Yeah. And like, all right, he's not forgotten yet. Like when Adam Scott, like so you say, he's top, gone but not forgotten. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> when Adam stopped, Scott dropped out of the top fifty. I think we kind of nobody like really really noticed it on a day to day basis. But maybe that's just kind of the u.s market paying more attention to speed and whatnot but well jim Furyk might have become the forgotten man then before today yeah I think he that's was fair he was number what like 200 in the world or he was something? like 167 now he's 57 so it's a big jump um I, it's not over it's definitely not over for speed like i think he he shot he had a much better round two he just he dug himself a hole in round one I mean, he made seven birdies in the second round yeah he said it clicked he said he's back yeah. well, which just, which a lot of that is just like convincing yourself which is sweet uh yeah, I don't know. We're going to see him again where? Match play? Yeah. We'll see Are we going to see him in Valspar or is he skipping? He's not playing Valspar, I don't think. God, Valspar, Valspar might be the past man. Champ, past yeah. champ Valspar might be the Next forgotten week. man. Yeah. Uh, That's a good call. Tough draw for that. We haven't talked about Fleetwood. Can we talk about Fleetwood? Go ahead. I just, like, I feel like he, bat- I, I really, you know, A, a I'm a Fleetwood homer, but uh, he didn't, he didn't have his A game. He didn't have his B game this weekend. He, you know, all those left misses that he kept hitting with his irons, you know, he had a C minus game and he still, he gutted out at two under 70 yesterday and stayed in it for most of the day today too. I think he, you know, I, I think those are the rounds that you really, um, 
you really figure out kind of, or that they, they, they you kind of figure out how to build on. And, and yeah, of course, when everything's going swimmingly, you're going to take that forward. But I think it's those days where you don't have your game that you're really, you know, making the difference for a Masters or a U.S. Open or a yeah. British Open, you know. Chad Feltz had a great tweet. Did Fleetwood sacrifice his life so Rory could live? <laughs> <laughs> but, so we're going we're gonna to have to look into that and get back to you. I think uh, it's a, Fleetwood is, uh, I mean, obviously he's playing some tremendous golf, but it's kind of a, a, if if he's had back-to-back poor weekends being at the top of the contention, like if this would have happened back-to-back again with Rory, how much people would have like freaked out about it. Yeah. I got all different expectations for different players, but uh, it's just like no no one really thinks that about Fleetwood right now. It's kind of like, okay, right. yeah, it, it didn't work out, um, but just kind of the sta- the different standards that people are, are held to is kind of highlighted there. And yeah. Well, I, on that I, note... I agree with that. I, w- I was going to make the same point. It's, you know... If- if he was somebody by a different name, we might be detonating I'm, him. I'm starting to feel the way I feel about Fleetwood the way I felt about Spieth two years ago, three years ago, which is every time he tees it up and you look at the golf course, you're like, oh my god, like this is this fits Fleetwood perfectly. And every time, and then he rushes out and he he plays well in the first couple couple rounds. So yeah, he's 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 occupying a pretty big part of my heart right now. So I, I'm I'm hoping that it that it does click the way you're talking about TC. I almost feel like it gets to the point maybe with where where like like a Jason Day point or sorry I'm, I'm God, I got all, all sorts of Freudian shit going on um, a uh, Dustin Johnson point where like like DJ was T five this week nobody's accusing him of of choking or you know he was consistent throughout the week right his 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 floor is probably you know on a good week it's probably a top five or a top ten and on a you know on a bad week it's it's a miscut i think fleetwood's floor may even be a little bit above that but his but his ceiling's probably a little bit below shout out to fleetwood for the bet he made of going for the pin on 17 though by the way like yeah. truly trying to win it go ahead randy it, it is interesting though just looking at his results this season on the pga tour he's he's played six events including the players um his first and second rounds right so six six events first and second round we're talking 12 events he's broken 79 times Third and fourth round, he's broken seventy once. I think some of it's got him, him feeling out playing in the U.S. more too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also when he want to give some love to Abraham Answer, he had a really really excellent week and uh, played better than the T twelve that he got. But uh, and Ollie had, as well. Yeah, I was going to give a special shout out to Ollie. I think he completed the full Icarito cycle. One <laughs> starting with a goatee, going to a mustache, uh, getting up to the top of the leaderboard, flew close too close to the sun. Dumped in the water on, on 17 and uh, flew back to T16. Yeah, that was so. a costly, costly hole for him. Joel Damon as well. T12. Uh, T12. And then um, very, very quiet T20 for, for Bryson. 70, 69, 69, 71. Randy, you have any comments there? Well, uh, no. What are you looking for, Bryson? Well, I think he really got, I, I you know, Bryson, Bryson's my guy. I, I'm looking for him to win a major this year. I think he also probably got freed up once they um, got that suspect in custody in the uh, Gambino family boss murder uh, a couple weeks ago. So <laughs> as soon as you started saying that, I knew that's what you were going to say. Yeah, he had his uh, he had his mafia outfit on all week, looking like a uh, jumpsuit, looking like he was ready to take down some pastrami sandwiches at the deli. <laughs> Shout out to Brendan Poor. Yeah, I was gonna say I forget who who came up with that one. Origination yeah. of that joke, but every time it starts raining and, and he's got to put on the rain gear, he just with that hat. That's my favorite. The last thing I've got is is I'm kind of worried about Brian Harmon <laughs> with his hair. Yeah, 
Like, he had some of the best flow, you know, ever. And then a couple weeks ago, I saw that picture, and it just it just really threw me for a loop, and it kind of shook me to my Welcome my to core. the brotherhood. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a, you know... I know all you guys are baldists. You, you're, I you're, say that. you're prejudiced against bald people. Hey, we um, let you hang out with us. Yeah, we're prejudiced. Uh, can you have you ever talked publicly about your about your baldness? When did it really start to go for you? It you know what it happens very 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 quickly. <laughs> well, that's so I, I identify with yeah. with with Harmon, but you know it seems like he just he accepted the hell out of it instead of going the kind of the Spieth cat hair plug route. <laughs> I mean, it's that that is picture it, is, that is oh my yeah gosh. yeah. Not great. I had no idea. All right. I Let, think- let's wrap. I, I just want to give one more quick shout out to, to a guy. This guy, uh, and I'm not really encouraging this. It is St. Patrick's Day. I think everybody's having a good time. This guy called in. I haven't checked, but I think it was six times uh, when we started recording. And all of the messages are basically to this effect. This is Patrick from Cleveland, Ohio. And Rory won on St. Patrick's Day. Listen. Listen. And it's awesome. Everything's awesome. You're You're all the best. Patrick from Cleveland. I love you. I love you. All right. That is it. Um, we're going to roll in our interview with Kyrdek Abibonrat. Uh, a lot of people asking if we interviewed him in between his uh, round 184 and his round 269. <laughs> we did not. We actually interviewed him on Tuesday. Uh, so we can't take too much credit for the Eddie Pepperell podcast bump. Maybe um, that's why he shot 84. That might have been it, actually. It. We gave him some pretty negative. Neil is sitting a little too close to him, I think. So, uh, yeah, we, what a thrill to hear Neil on the pod. Huh? Yeah, we got a great chance to, to chat with him. He was awesome. Um, and... Yeah, some of the stories and that he tells here, it, listening back to it, it sounded different in person. Even kind of the way he expressed himself and laughed, and uh, hearing the story kind of 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 the sponsor, I hope that really shines through. That uh, basically changed his life as a kid and how he doesn't even have a contract with them. But he is a guy it. that you you know meet some people and you end up rooting for them less. Uh, he's the exact opposite. He's someone that. You just walks into the room. You're like, God, that guy absolutely loves life yes. and just loves, you know, where he has, where he is in the world. So it's very, it's cool to see that. Cool. All right, we'll put a wrap on the players' championship here, and uh, next voice you'll hear will be Kirdek Apibanrat. Cheers. Cheers. All right, now welcome again, Kirdek Apibanrat. Second, um, second cut. <laughs> yeah, good. Let's roll it. Let's try this again. Um, Neil, why don't you start us off here? Well, Kirdek, this is an absolute pleasure. I've been a big fan for a long time. Uh, back when No Laying Up was getting started, one of the first pieces I wrote for the website, the blog, as they say, uh, was about you because uh, I think you were just dominating the Asian tour at the time. And I was living in California, so I was watching like late night golf. <laughs> and it was basically like, you know, the Malaysian tournaments. And, uh, yeah. and um, I was like, who, who is this guy? <laughs> and you were putting this crazy move on the ball. Um, and then I got a media pass the first time. I think we got one for no laying up at the AT&T Pro-Am. Um, and I believe that was one of your first tournaments. And I saw you on the putting green and uh, I was too scared to say hi. Oh. So, hello. Well, here we are. So, here hi. we are. Official hi, right? Official, official hi. Official. Okay. Yeah. It's just, Let's uh, work this out. Is great. Um, been only four years. Yeah. It's all right. And I, I can wait. I also saw you uh, tee off on 10 at the Masters practice round. Okay. And I don't know if you remember. It was like, I think Spieth. And well, Brooks if I Kepka. say I'm remember you, you believing me? <laughs> what do you say? If I say I'm remember you, you believing me? Uh, no. Well, it, okay, <laughs> that's the true thing. I mean, it's like yeah. ten thousand yeah. people around, uh, but 
Uh, well, I was I was looking at your Wikipedia page, and I saw that uh, one of your friends had to have written this. That on your actual Wikipedia page, it says you're referred to as the Asian John Daly. Where does that come from, and do you like that comparison? Oh, I, I love it. You know, John, <laughs> John is one of the greatest players in the world. So he got like three majors under his belt. He hit like miles. Um, he is far. He swing it hard. Um, I mean, someone call you like Asian John Daly, I'm really proud of it. You know, it, we got really similar backswing. We got really long backswing, and we can't get any longer. Otherwise, we're going to hit the balls and win on the back. <laughs> then, um, you know, it, it, it was uh, Greg Stolly, Greg nicknames, um, back homes, and I'm really happy with it. So one of the first questions that come to mind for me is I have no idea what golf is like in Thailand. So what was it like for you growing up, playing the game, and how did you get into the game? Uh, golf is really simple back, um, back in Thailand. Before, it's just really... Really slow start, but but now it's really popular. Um, I don't know that all the parents look at the result what we make, uh, look at the story what we make, the career what we win, or just look at the check. Uh, I couldn't tell, but um, it's getting there. Um, I started golf when I was eight years old, which is not popular at all. It's just like old old sport, you know. If you wanna meet the guy like 60 year, years old playing sport, you would go to the golf course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the first time you get in the golf course, you I bet that someone's going to die in the golf course. Right? <laughs> you know, just walk, you know, one step. He, they got a hard time to just get one step. Yeah. And that's like, oh, shit, my dad being me here for what? I just want to be in the soccer field, you know, run around, kick yeah. around. I was doing my homework, same as a normal kid, but I'm just getting lazy. If my dad's saying, if you playing golf, he gets someone to help me or doing homework for me. So I'm just running, grab the golf club straight away. <laughs> so that expanded how, how I love school. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, um, and then the first three shot was inspire me. I have to say it that way. I'm playing soccer, I'm playing table tennis, I play um, basketball, badminton, almost every sport back in school. Um, but I can kick the ball, I can hit the ball, even the ball moving the air left and right. But, the golf ball was like a feet in front of you and sitting there still, like stay still. I missed the first three shot. So like, wow, this spot is interesting. Yeah. I'm trying to beat this one. And every day is different. You're hitting five yards, 10 yards. You can improving every day. You think you're good at the wedge now. You can hit the ball and went up, got the launch. But one day you're coming with the different irons, longer. Well, I keep missing again because longer. And it's, you know, want to improve every step so that's why i'm getting to uh, to golf and try to beat it yeah and what where'd you grow up playing was it a country club a private club a public club uh just public club. public public is club. that the, the vibe mainly for golf in thailand mostly public or mostly yeah mostly and uh, well i would saying um depends on how's your families i mean if you can afford the um Good golf course, yeah. which is your good families. I mean, you can just go playing um, private golf club, um, very nice and best facility, you know, range yeah. practicing. But I, I, I start from range, hitting ball on the range and then pay, pay um, like six hole par threes, you know, short one, 40 yards, 50 yards. Yeah. So that's the way I'm growing up. Yeah. And then, so, I mean, I would call your swing iconic. Uh, <laughs> I'm curious if anyone growing up tried to change it shorten it you know tell you like hey mm. you're making it like because you said it took you 
a few tries to even make contact to mm. get the ball. Uh, any anybody try to to tinker with the uh, the move you have? Um, no one try to change it. Just myself. Yeah, I just used to think that um, let's say the, the the good golf swing like Adam Scott. Yeah. Okay. I was dreaming like I I couldn't have the golf swing like Adam Scott if I practice there. I got swing like him. I can just practice three hours per day, but the the swing like me I have to practice six hour per day because I. I mean, I need more hitting more to let the mem uh, the the memories to remember what's the movement of the bodies compared with Scott, which is like very nice and yeah. you know. But look other way, if I'm like him, I might not playing golf. He's you know he looks good, smart. I mean, somewhere <laughs> in Hollywood, maybe. I mean, that's why he just walk in the golf course. He looks he's too good for the golf course. <laughs> I think it's only spot that I mean you're I mean short and. Big, fat guy can playing. Yeah, solid spot. I, I bet you never seen like the guy like me run around in soccer or basketball field. Yeah, for sure. How you how I gonna run? Ninety <laughs> minutes. Do you imagine? Yeah, it's only a spot that I can playing and <laughs> to playing with Scotty. I sometimes it looks funny to me. Yeah. Like, what the hell are you doing this? And it's the best. He should be on the catwalk or somewhere. Golf <laughs> golf needs more swings. Yeah. Like yours. I really yeah. I, I truly believe that. What was it like at the Olympics then for you? I mean Oh <laughs> man, when you walk into the village that all the athletes. Yeah. Well you have to sing all the boxer, all the um like gymnastic or running guys just go run around. And I'm just you know look at them like what are you doing? Why you have to run? Why you have to work out? Man, just sleep. <laughs> You wake up at five for what? <laughs> we just wake up at ten and playing twelve. Yeah, but and then they eat just like cat eating. You know? Yeah, just you know three bite and then done. No, we just eat what you want: ice cream, sweet, whatever it is. They never enjoy life. You treat I will yourself. tell you that. I love it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how long I'm gonna live. Though I just want to enjoy every bite that I take in. Yeah. For sure. And then back to something you said, growing up you played a lot of table tennis. Yeah. How's your game? Um, same with my golf, that I can yeah. tell. Well, that's good. Yeah. You got, you're got you pretty good on the table? Not bad, but I think I can beat almost everyone. Yeah. Any, uh, I bet, I feel like. The, you don't have any table tennis, a table. I don't know. Table I'm tennis not. here, right? I don't I have to find one. Yeah, All right. I so one. I can say whatever it is. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Did you play any of the, uh, the Thai Olympic no. table tennis players? <laughs> no, I have no chance. Um, it's only only golf that I'm playing. I I love snooker. Yeah, I love snooker. So, um, yeah, pool's huge in Thailand. Uh, uh yeah, billiards. I guess. Yeah, snooker yeah. was yeah. really huge in Thailand. It's really popular. Um, it's getting back on the road again. It used to be really popular, and then um, no any snooker player on the tour on the field, and then disappear a little bit, couple of years, and then now we get back and get get strong again yeah uh, so I read a um, an article uh, by Alan Shipnuck um, and I think he came and kind of hung out with mm. you in, in Bangkok yep. uh, a couple years ago uh, in there it sounded like uh, you had a, um, a story about a $150,000 car payment um, <laughs> that kind of served as a, uh, a little bit of motivation for you <laughs> uh, were you able to pay off that car well at the end I pay off that car but it's just a little bit late of the, the deal that I supposed to pay yeah um, it's really funny story, you know. When uh, I got like example, 
I can't remember exactly the numbers. I think let's say I got like a thousand, like ten thousand in my bank account. Then you're going in the showroom to get a nice car showroom to get hundred fifty thousand car, but depends on the tax. You know, the back home import tax was really expensive, so it's cost like hundred fifty. But then me and my dad, yeah, just go like reserve, sign the paperwork, everything contract. <laughs> Then I just realized that I got ten thousand in the bank account. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, but she got four weeks. Yeah, I got four weeks. Yeah. Exactly. I got, the deal is four weeks, and my next coffee event was next five weeks. So I went, well, 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 I can't get the money in time for sure, for sure, because the coffee event gonna happen happening like a week after the car live. Then I was saying, okay, let 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 me go back house for weeks and I'll come back. So the next week I'm going back there, sign paperwork, everything. So the car will be alive on the same day that the golf event starts. <laughs> so I know that was a goal for me. So I have to win this. I finished second, I think, but I forgot to look at the prize money. Yeah. Even second is not cover the car. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the worst thing, even I win that week, it's still not cover the car. I was like, oh, what shit? What the hell I'm doing? <laughs> so I'm keep playing, keep in Y, get in Y and play every week to get the cash. And at the end, I get it. Yeah. But it just take like a month later than that. Yeah. Later than the deal. You still have the car. Uh, the car was my caddies at the moment. Yeah. I'm driving my my wife was driving. Let Let's say I'm using there, and then I got a new car. I pass it to my wife. Then when my wife got a new car to my sister. Yeah. I want to keep it so bad because it's of good memories. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not selling away. I'm just. Giving to the caddies, like my caddies that we worked together for almost ten years. Yeah. So my caddy was driving Mercedes Benz back home. Yeah. That's some good caddy treatment, right? Yeah. There. yeah. And <laughs> so good. have you been working with your caddy for a long time? For a long time. Yeah. About ten years. How'd you guys meet? Uh, it's a good story. Um, I'm actually he's not my my caddies. He's a friend of my ex caddies. Okay. So my caddy had to go um, wedding, um, some, um, some wedding from his friend wedding or something. He take off for two weeks, and he just get the job by by friends, you know. Yeah. Get on the back for two weeks, just part time job, and then I win. I win that two weeks. Yeah, both two weeks. Week in a row, so, yeah, yeah. So you just recently took up membership on the PGA Tour. What was is that always been a goal of yours, and why did you decide to take it up now? Well. I think it's all about cash, though. <laughs> well, it's not. No. Um, well, PGA Tour was one of the biggest tour. If you're playing um, um, basketball, it's the same as you want, you want to be the NBA. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be um, the biggest field in the world, which is PGA Tour. I was dreaming. Every kid back home is dreaming to playing on the PGA Tour, but I are dreaming to win on the PGA Tour. It's, it's just make the... Um, I was saying it's the new things in Thailand to make the new generation inspire, and it's just to make my bank account inspire as well. Yeah. <laughs> so do you are you setting new crazy goals like you did with the uh, with the with one hundred fifty thousand dollars? Yeah, um, I do. Well, I just planning to buy a jet. <laughs> I just want to be faster than Ian Porter. <laughs> well, he got the huge Ferrari collection, which is all. I mean, all of his house can be like a thousand horsepower, like uh, no, like a million horsepower. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of good cars, and I can't afford that for sure. I mean, I have to buy a jet to be faster than him. 
it's just too late for me to start now. And then have you calculated how many tournaments you'd have to finish second in to to buy well, the jet? Well, I, I start I start thinking about last week that I meet him and go to his house. I think I have to win like nineteen PGA Tour events. <laughs> Um, that include the bonus of the sponsor, maybe. <laughs> okay, so I can't afford all the the car that he has. But um, start with this week, the players. That would yeah. be a good one. That'd be a good yeah, one. Yeah, I That's think a big we better start start it right now. I'd be like nineteen week in a row, and we can go straight. Uh, I noticed the uh, the Singa logo on your shirt, and I've been to Thailand a couple of times. Um, I may or may not have one of the Singa tank tops because I was one of those backpackers. <laughs> Don't hold it against me. Um, <laughs> But I've never seen him on a like, kind of a, a golf shirt. It's always yeah, been on like yeah. a backpacker's yeah. tank top. Well, we got really good relationship and good story with uh, Kun Santi Pilong Pakdi is the owner of Singapore. Um, I I like I'm saying um, my ice companies, my dad business was doesn't go so well when I was a kid, and somehow um, Kun Santi just jump in and support me when I doesn't have anything um you know just pay for the golf um going to play in the golf event it doesn't mean that he give the money because when we was a major we're not allowed to to get the money mm-hmm. yeah he just um supported you supporting and, yeah. exactly just supporting and then you know let me survive on this tour um i could saying he's my second dad he's my half of my golf career and he loved this sport he loved to give away it doesn't matter to have you have to be good and then they pay you. They pay me when he was when I was like no nobody. He's like twelve years old, ten years old. And they giving out like hundred kid. And the good thing is ne- they never turn around. They never walk away. They just with you. Even one mm. day you retire, they're gonna give you work. Just work in the company or work whatever you want. And um the things that Everyone in the world might be not understanding this just the relationship for between me and the companies. We have no contract. And we just, you know, heart to heart, just believe man to man. Many sponsors just been try to walk in and saying like how much that Singha pay you yeah. to be on the shares, which is quite huge number. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm saying, okay, just give me a week or so give me a month and think about that. And I go call whatever I have in my in my life, which is like a lot, and I telling them they were surprised. I, I was saying, okay, they give all my life, they keep my my everything in my life. So, if you want to sponsor me, you have to count everything what I got now. Yeah, not including the next chest that's coming. Yeah, it's not including that. <laughs> yeah. one, but it's, you know, because you a lot, it's huge. Yeah. You wouldn't have become what you've become without their yes, support exactly. at a young age, and you can't ever replace exactly. That. That's cool. Who were some of your golf heroes growing up in Thailand? Tiger, I have to say, Tiger. That's a common answer. Uh, you're not surprised. <laughs> well, back in uh, back in that time in Asia, Tiger is really popular, and um, he's he's not just a golf sport, uh, athlete. He's just like a great sport players um, in my in my life. I never see anyone be good like him. Was dreaming to playing one same event like him back in the back in the day. Then I'm, I can't remember. It's like 2014 or 15. I was playing in the same event. I believe that the PGA Championship is the major. So I was practicing on the end of the range on the left side, and he there a lot of a lot of crowd spectator around. I was keep hitting balls and turning around. Ooh, just a lot of people even on the range. And when Tiger would show up, 
to walk across the beach, you know, um, walk down to the right of the ranch, opposite of me. Yeah. I'm just hitting balls. I know a tiger is coming. I'm just keeping hitting balls. And turn around, there's no one here. There's no one behind me, not even one. Yeah. Not even a bird. <laughs> and I was talking to my cat. He's like, people get na- naked, you know. Like, <laughs> My shirt. Yeah. <laughs> no one gonna realize. Yeah. Then I was talking to all my sweater. It's getting cold. I so take off my sweater. I turn left and right. No one looking at me. I take off my shirt. <laughs> the hell is no one looking at me? You, no one even laughing at me. I was telling Caddy, if I get my trousers off, I get naked and hit balls. No one gonna recognize. For sure. Tiger is a god, you know, in this game. Yeah. No one can just keep the eye out of him. They're he's, hypnotized on him. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I just really want to know what he eat, what he, what he eat normally, what he doing. I mean, to be like him. Have you played with him? No, no chance. No. Would you be nervous to play with him? Oh yeah, yeah. of course, of course. Um, I was dreaming to be playing with him on the third round, not a final round, uh-huh. <laughs> because I can keep, give me a day to improve my game back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that I'm kind of playing golf with him because when you're playing with someone that you love, that's your hero, you keep an eye on him. Yeah. You know, how many steps he get in the restroom and, you know, <laughs> what's the first thing he get in and out? Well, you want to know every everything of his movement in the golf course? Yeah. I, I got a chance to talk to him in Mexico last couple of weeks in World Golf, like on Fast to Fast on mm-hmm. Putting Green. So I'm like, oh, how, how are you? And he asked me, "Yeah, oh, you're playing well. I'm just welcome on the tour." I was like, "Wow, that's cool. Like, that's yeah. that's very cool." Yeah, and I feel again. I just can't feel my hand. It's getting nervous. <laughs> yeah, even he's just talking to me like a couple words. Yeah, but um, really difficult to explain how I feel when I'm meeting him or how I I saw him. He he's one of the best person that I've seen. He looked bright and shining. Yeah. Yeah. So, so his his mom is uh, from Thailand. Yeah. Does that is? Do you think there's like um like is there pride in that in in Thailand? Do they? Do you guys feel like that he's? Yeah, I feel that he half Thai. Yeah. But that's for for me and for everyone back home feel. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what he think, but um, I we always know that his his mom is Thai. Yeah. Um, but I know he doesn't spend a lot of time in Thailand back home for sure. You know, he, when he moved here when he was a kid. He's not even going to speak any Thai, but um, we know it. We yeah. know it. For sure. Well, we played with uh, Aria Jutanagarn last mm. week, and you learned some Thai. Uh, oh, some, man. Some Thai foodie. I, she, I asked her what her favorite Thai dish was, and I tried to pronounce it. And ba I think to, it's a, ba ba. Yeah. Ba yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Fish. Okay. It's the deep fried fish with the fish sauce on the top. Yeah. Sour Um. Yeah. Does your, does your wife make that dish? No, she not yet. She's a good cook. She's a good cook. Yeah. Make sure she got that as well. Send it to her. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, she got she got a good she a good cook. Um, she improving. Yeah. She not used to cook not even one dish, but now he get she get to working on it. Yeah. Because she knows that I love to eat in the house. I don't want to go out. I just want to be relaxed, you know, in short or somewhere. I'm just yeah. Be, be yourself, you know, eat in homes. And she's getting there. She's getting there. Okay. Uh, so in the Shipnuck article, um, it said that you, your your quote was like, I, I'm, I like to have goals, you know, you have something to chase. Uh, and I'm curious if this year you have any specific goals on the course other than, you know, obviously like win, right? Mm. But like, is there anything specific 
not related to just like winning a tournament that okay, you're so finish second then not really <laughs> second so second from here to end of the year i will make like um, at least Enough about seven million it's all about the money yeah i love it yeah. uh, it's cash is king cash yeah. is king. king cash is king so what else do you spend money on cars watch just cars and watch um, shoes shoes yeah. yes good one shoes what kind of shoes do you um, do you shop for? I'm a big fan of Yeezy. Yeah. Um, can you spot fake Yeezys immediately? I can. Yeah. I can. Well, I'm not going to tell you the price because I've been talking back and forward to my wife that it's cheap. Yeah. I tell my wife it's cheap. <laughs> so She's not going to listen to this. So well, I think you're okay. Fine. Well, I, I, will, I will keep thinking maybe she not pay attention to the shoes, to the sneaker. It's cheap. It's like 50 bucks. <laughs> You know? For the shoelaces, but some yeah, some pairs can get like three thousand, but <laughs> every pair was fifty. Yeah. <laughs> what about non-golf related goals? Non-golfer. Yeah, off the course. You have any goals? Uh, wow. Well, I I I want to have a kid. Yeah. But it's not coming yet. I've been dead with my my wife for eleven years. I've been married for three years. It's but it's not happening yet. But I'm working on it. I'm keep practicing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the making process, but. It's not that easy, you know. It's not shock enough like iron playing. You're deep in the process. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, sometimes my iron is like solid, but <laughs> something it doesn't that solid. So I have to work on it. Maybe the shaft is not strong enough. You have to build build a new shaft maybe. Listen, that that could, you know, you got to experiment with the equipment a little bit. I yeah, understand. Just, I I guess, to, yeah. yeah, I have to work on it. But I got it very soon. I'll let you guys know. Okay, good. Uh, two questions. What's the most nervous you've ever been to hit a golf shot? The most nervous? Most nervous. Um, do you mean which event is that? Just went, what shot were you the most nervous for ever in your life? I think it should be a putt. putt. Yeah? Putt yeah. to win is the most nervous. Is it? Um, I have kind of imagined which one. Um, well, I was saying it's the one in Mexico last mm-hmm. week. Uh, last like couple of weeks. I just feel like... Um, I have to say, end of the year, I've been take six weeks off away from the golf course for quite long, and then I come back to play well again. I'm, I'm like I'm start playing golf event again, and get, getting really nervous to get the backswing or putter. Uh, I'm finished around. I'm just want to measure how heavy my putter is, but it's the same. Yeah, I was couldn't take a backswing. I don't know it's yeah. so heavy, but you know, at the end, I just made the job done with like top three in the world golf, which is good point. Um. It's, it's good for me for both tour, even the rest to Dubai and the FedEx point. What do you, and the last one, what do you think of TPC Sawgrass? Have you, you've played here a couple times before yeah. in the Players' Championship. What are you expecting this week? I hate 17. <laughs> Why just, do you hate it? They hurt me last time. They hurt me a lot. I was like, <laughs> I was, I remember it was like seven under after 16 uh-huh. and I was up there in the top 10. And what happened? I make seven on the 17. <laughs> I hit in the water two balls. Um, as it hurt me a lot you know what how how bad is that i stay one more night in jacksonville and then i call the golf course that i want to go back play on monday again i want to play in 17 hole again wow but they turned me down <laughs> they yeah. turned even you down for then, that okay okay I, I, got, I got what they mean so i got i got one more question um never been the last huh yeah <laughs> well well it's, it's, well, it's, well, it's kind of close to my heart i, I see <laughs> sometimes I, you know there's a few pictures out there of you uh with the vape with the oh vape yeah rate. And uh, I'm curious what your favorite flavor is. 
What, what do you got in What do you got in the vape rig? Um, I like yogurt. 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 Any Any flavor of yogurt? Or like one in la yogurt. Yeah, I one love yogurt. yogurt. Um, I just love the smell. Um, I give up on the web now, but uh, because because wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey man, I, I got it. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, you mean like you you never been to somewhere that got a lot of mosquito. All yeah, flying, yeah, yeah. just flying around your ear, like, yeah. same as a wife. Just keep talking, like, <laughs> hey, it's no good, whatever it is. But it just keep talking, and then I was like, one day I'm just keep up because I'm not that healthy. Like I'm saying, I just want to enjoy my life. I'm enjoying my work. I'm enjoying my life. But when you hear it every, not every day, every minute, you get like, oh, okay, I'll give up. Okay, yeah, just. <laughs> Yeah, I, I gotta say, when I was watching you play back in like 2014, and you know, you got the, you got the cigs out on the course, like that's it's it's. Uh, I, I feel you. I know it's not it's not good for it. It's not good. It's not good. But yeah, not encouraging it's encouraging. Just, this, just uh, the fun hobbit, I think. Yeah, yeah just a fun I hobbit. hear you. I'm I'm still a little kid from that day. So, yeah, and coming from really small country back home, so a lot of friends, and we we love to do crazy things, a lot of funny things. Yeah. Which is some good and some were not good. Yeah. I realized that and, and I, I apologize all of the bad things that I do. Um, <laughs> Listen, I mean, me too. <laughs> just uh, make sure you send that to my wife as well. Yes. Just, I apologize that. But um, at the end, I have to I try to be a good boy and try to show everyone that I'm an I'm, athlete, I'm you know. Yeah. yeah. Try to be healthy, but I'm not going to run like all the boxers. I'm not going to run... <laughs> Wake up at five. Not not that much, but I'll I'll try to be nice and healthy. Yeah, awesome. awesome. Hey, thanks for joining us. This was thank a you. lot of thank fun. Thank you for your time. Best of luck this week. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate it. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect